I'm going to keep working with him, and he won't be so timid next time. The, uh, I've been thinking recently, uh, just recent days, a lot about my girls. The, um, it seems like uh, it, through different ones, the different ones, their families, there's, you know, we, you know, you know just, just different issues like everybody does anytime, especially you have a large family, you have different issues going on. I got one in Africa, they think she may have mono, and uh, she's pretty sick over there. And, <clears throat> And, um, and of course, you know, Ashley and Luke are going through what they're going through, and, and, uh, and I just began to, to think about them. And, and they, they've been on this thing called WhatsApp. Anybody know what that thing is or WhatsApp? And they, they talk back and forth. I mean, just, I, I'm not sure they get anything done at home because they're always talking back and forth to each other. Um, my wife was off for about an hour, and the girls were into some kind of conversation, and, and she came back, and she said, oh, my goodness, I got 82 replies and hear from the girls and I said yeah that's that's kind of normal when they get going uh, you know so you get to read a book and find out about it but I have to tell you one of them uh, Heather he, who's our blonde okay you know I mean she is blonde from the time she was born uh, she, I mean and I don't mean hair color she's just blonde um, but uh, they got to talking about wanting to have a little special time when they all got together, and they're hoping they'd all get together later in you know, a year toward Christmas time, and maybe Brooke and Mike may be able to come in from, from Africa, and they were getting so excited. They, they, they start dreaming about all these things that they can do, and, and, uh, and Heather wrote it back. She said, well, that'd be great. We could, we could even mix this with maybe you know, doing something special for mom and dad's anniversary because it is probably like their 25th. And y'all don't understand. We got a daughter that's 37. Um, <laughs> the killer is, is, is <laughs> Heather's 34. <laughs> she says, and it, it is like, and it's probably something big, like their 25th. Like, I just wrote back and I said, to my retarded children. Uh, and so... And again, and none of them knew how long we'd been married. And I thought, it's not real hard to figure out what's your oldest sister, how old is she, and we can go a little bit above that. So, but, um, but as I was thinking about them, uh, then one of them wrote to the other one, uh, to Amber, one of the girls, and I, I'm not sure which one it was. It may have been Ashley wrote to Amber and said, asked her, said, Amber, what's the verse about hope that you used when Matt died? And Amber wrote back and she said, Romans 12, 12, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. And she, honestly, this was the verse that got her through that year, two years that were so, so hard after Matt passed away. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Psalm 16 verse 8 says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. And as I, as I read that, uh, that day, and it was probably a week ago, something like that, I'm not really sure exactly how long ago it was, but 
I could not get up. When I'd go to pray, I just, the word hope just kept coming into my mind. I just kept, and I finally said, okay, Lord, I don't know exactly where you want me to go with this, but, but I'm going to preach on hope this morning. Uh, I, and I hope you have uh, hope when it's all done. Amen? Uh, so uh, Psalm 16, verse 8 through 11 says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. I want a word of prayer. Father, I pray that you bless this morning. Holy Spirit of God, guide my mind, my thoughts. Lord, I pray that you please. Spirit of a living God, I ask you to just to fill me with your spirit, your power. Anoint me with fresh oil. Lord, that, that when I speak, I'm not speaking, but the Holy Spirit is speaking through me. And, and Father, I need you. Dear God, you know I need you. And I yield myself to thee and ask you to please guide my mind, my thoughts. Take away every other thought, every other concern. Lord, do it just the truth that you want to me to deliver today. And Lord, if you would speak through me, then I might be a help, be a blessing to somebody here today please. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. When it says, my flesh also shall rest in hope, the word rest means to reside or permanently stay. It says, you, I, I want, God says, I need you in your flesh. And what he's saying is, is humanly, I need you to rest in hope. Humanly, I need you to get to the place called hope and stay there. Just be there. Permanently stay there, abide there, continue. It says cause to or make to remain. God says this hope should keep you in this place of hope continually. Uh, God is at our right hand. It, the, the scripture we just read said, and, and the right hand symbolizes strength, authority, blessing, and sovereignty. And God says God is at my right hand. And that means God's strength. God's authority, God's blessing, and God's sovereignty are there at my right hand. And God's saying, that ought to give us hope. That ought to encourage us to have hope. And folks, in this world that we live in, so many people are beat down and they don't have hope anymore. And they look at their circumstances and feel like, how can I make it? And what's going to happen? And why is this happening this way? And why does this continue this way? But I'm here this morning... Please, you don't look like you have it. I'm here this morning to try to somehow transfer to you from the word of God, hope, amen? Have hope, have hope in God. Have hope in your future. Have hope in your marriage. Have hope in your finances. Have hope in your situation. Why? Because God is God and he can do anything. Because of God's authority, his strength, his his blessing, his sovereignty, we can rest in hope. We can abide in hope. We can continue in hope. We serve an almighty God, amen? amen. He is almighty. He is everlasting. He is God of gods, king of kings. He's omnipotent God. He says in Psalm 31, verse 24, it says, Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. God gives hope. Listen to what he's saying here. God gives hope. Then he gives us courage and strength in that hope. You see what he's saying? He's saying, I'll give you the hope, and I'll give you courage and strength in that hope. Does anybody believe this? Man, y'all change from week to week. Some weeks it's like, oh, that's good. Next week it's like, come on, man. Hey, work with me now. 
I really, someday I'm going to have everybody stand up behind a pulpit and look at the faces and you'll know what Jeremiah meant. Okay, so now why should we have courage? Why should we be strengthened? Because he, we who hope in the Lord know what comes next in the chapter. Look what it says now, Psalm 31, 24. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart, all you that hope in the Lord. Well, look what it says next. It says, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto, um, to, unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, in whose spirit there is no guile. Look, when we realize we're forgiven, when we realize he's paid, died to pay for our sin, all of our sin is covered. Listen, why can't we hope in our life for the future? Don't you believe that the God who, who would die for you would also help you in this life? Yeah. And also guide you through this life? Hope means, that's what hope means. Hope means waiting patiently because you trust. That's what it says. Hope really means waiting patiently because you trust. And watch this. And you trust because you know. And you know because of the word of God. And so we know the truth, and the truth really will set us free. And so we know the truth that gives us trust in the truth. And watch this, because we know, we can hope. Now, here's what you got to understand. We misunderstand the word hope. When God talks about hope, it's not a baby hope or a hope so hope. Uh, th- this hope is a no-so. So it's a, a, a hope that's willing to wait patiently until we have what we've waited for. And so we're waiting for an answer. Maybe you're waiting for an answer uh, medically. I mean, I, I told uh, Brother Bob this morning, you know, they was asking about Luke. And I think, okay, it's a week from tomorrow. They're going to finally do this, this heart procedure. And I think, why do we have to wait a week? But you know, the truth is, uh, God may do something this week. God may work a miracle this week. My, God may take this week and by next Monday, they look at him and say, we don't even need to do the procedure. We don't know what God will do. But now here's what we do. We hope. Then you say, you're just hoping it'll turn out right? No. I know in God's sight, in God's wisdom, it will turn out right. Amen. Psalm 33, 18 says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him and upon them that hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our hearts shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Hope, trust in the one who can do all things. Do you believe God can do all things? Do you believe God can do anything? Hey, he can. Otherwise, he's not God. Hope, trust, and waiteth on the Lord, for he is the Lord. He is God. Uh, You know, as I was was looking at this, he is Jehovah, which means he's the Savior. He is Elohim, which means he's the Creator. He is El Shaddai, which means he's the Mighty God. He is Yahweh, which means he's the the self-existent God. He is Yahweh Nissi, the Lord is my banner. Which means that he's our victory, the one who fights for his people. He is Yahweh Shalom, the Lord is peace. 
It points to the Lord as the means of our peace and rest. He's Yahweh Roy. The, the Lord is my shepherd. And when and I wonderful thing. You know, he the Lord is my shepherd. He maketh me to lie down in green pasture. He's saying, you know what? I've been sick and I've been struggling and I'm battling. You know, when I was going through the illness I had about four years ago, one of the things that my wife would say to me, she said, Rob, sometimes it seems the Lord maketh you to lie down. And what he's done is he's made you to lie down. And you know what? Sometimes that's just what God's doing. He's saying, all right, all right, I'm going to, I had to do. You won't slow down. You won't stop. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to knock you down. I'm going to put you down and I'm going to make you to lie down in green pastures. You know why? Because I want to restore your soul. I hope because the very God of God hears me. Psalm 38, 15 says, For in thee, O Lord, do I hope thou wilt hear, O Lord, my God. Do you believe he hears you? Amen. Do you believe he hears you? Now, here's the question that God poses to all of us from his word. And this is, this is saturated with the word of God today. But uh, here's what he says. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Look, so much in what he's saying there. The psalmist said, why art thou cast down on my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. He's saying, why are you so upset? What are you worried about right now? What are you stressed about right now, other than answering the phone? What are you... What are you bothered by? <laughs> what are you? You're always, everybody, you know, it's, you can always tell who it is because of the ones trying to act like it's not them. And so, <laughs> now, why do we allow ourselves to get discouraged by our situation and circumstances? Watch us when our hope is in God. And folks, I'm as normal as anybody else. And I'm going to just tell you, it, 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 can, it can punch you in the gut really fast. It can slap you. And you can go through that moment. But listen, if we really stop and think about who our God is, if we really just back up and say, it's okay, God knows, we can go to him. He hears me. He's going to take care of me. Watch this. He, he even... When I hope in God, he changes even my attitude and my spirit. That's what the scripture is saying. He says, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. You understand what God's saying? God's saying, if you just hope in me in your adverse situation, in your trial, in your, what you're going through. Hey, if, if you're looking for a place to live and got a third baby on the way. I don't know anybody like that, but, uh, but if you're in that situation, and I just wish Jay was here today, uh, you know, if you're in that situation and you're going to have twins and you think, wow, I love it. That's great. How am I going to do this? How am I going to pay for this? And we can't find the place and, and, and we're struggling and we're this and we're, you know what you got to do? You got to just say, wait, 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 wait. Time out. God, you're over my whole, my whole attitude. You control my whole attitude. You know what? I'm going to decide right now I'm going to smile. I'm going to decide I'm going to be happy. 
I'm going to decide that until God provides, you know what I'm going to do? I will be happy in where I reside. Hey, I'm a poet, amen? I just, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to keep on for God. I'm, and, and that takes an intentional desire to say, I hope in God. I'm a, it'll even affect my spirit. Do you understand that I'm getting happier right now while I'm doing this? I don't know it's doing much good for you. But I, look, the more I think about how good God is, the more I think about how God provides, the more I think about how he knows what we're doing, he knows where we're going, he knows what we're going through, he's already got our path laid out, he's directed my path, he's ordered my steps, Woo! I can be happy in the Lord. I wish at least three people would smile. I know poor new people are like, we, get, we, we got a poor visitor back here. She said, what did I walk into? <laughs> Amen. Why do we allow ourselves to get discouraged by our situation and circumstances when our hope is in God? When I hope in God, he changes even my attitude and my spirit. He is even the God of my attitude and my spirit. He brings peace and joy to my heart when I just realize that my hope is in him. Even the worst of circumstances when I feel weary, worn out, when I'm down and discouraged, even the worst of circumstances that just, that just knock my feet out from under me for a moment. What's that term they use everybody talks about? It's a, it, for a minute. Is that the new phrase now? It happened for a minute. I, never, I, I haven't grasped that one yet, but it's like, you know, it went on for six weeks, but it happened for a minute. Y'all don't even understand either, do you? <laughs> But when I feel like quitting and giving up, when my soul fainteth. See, Psalm 119 says, 80, in 81, 82, it says, my soul fainteth for thy salvation. Look what it says, my soul fainteth. What he's saying is, there are times, Lord, then I'm so weary that I'm, I'm ready to give up. But he says this. But I hope, look what he says now, but I hope in thy word. Amen. What keeps me from wearying in the battle called life is I hope. And my hope, truly the foundation of my hope, comes from the perfect words of God. It comes from the promises of God. Can I tell you what will encourage you and give you hope when you're in your worst situation? Quote the promises of God. Go in and read the promises of God. Hey, and they may be ones you've heard over and over, but you know, when, when he says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, that's a pretty good thing. Amen. That can excite you. Amen. When he said, I will come again, that's a pretty good thing. You know, there's so many promises that God has made. 
What keeps me from winning in a battle called life is I hope, and my hope comes from the perfect words of God, the promises, the truths. They're eternal. As God is eternal, they are everlasting, never changing words of God. Therefore, I hope, even when my flesh is weary, I hope in the very words of God. Psalm 119, 14 says, Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. His God says, Come hide with me. You know how you're hiding God? Get in his word. Quote his word. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. You know what? That pumps me up every time. Romans 5, 5 says, And hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. Listen again what it's saying. Hope maketh not a shame. That's why it's not a hope so hope. It's an absolute hope. Because God says if you hope in Him, it will never fail. He will never fail. You'll never come to say that God said He'd do this and He didn't do it. And I was ashamed I trusted in him. That won't happen, folks. It can't happen. And God says, you'll never be ashamed trusting in me, hoping in me. Romans 15, 13 says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Why should we hope? Because uh, Simply because our God is the God of hope. He is almighty God, perfect God, omnipotent God, omniscient God. He is also the God of, of hope, of all hope. This means hope is perfect, eternal, and everlasting hope. When you read this word hope in the Bible, it's not a hope so. It's an absolute. It's an absolute because God's word is an absolute. Because God is absolute. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 16 through 23 says, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know, listen to this, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at the right hand in the heavenly places Far above principalities and power and might and dominion. Every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. That sounds like a pretty powerful God. Now what does this all mean? It means... When you got twins coming, tell Jay. It means when you got to find a place to move. It means when you have medical issues. It means when you have job concerns. When you have family situations. It means when you have a future but you don't really know what's ahead. It means when you're ready for a lasting relationship but wonder if it'll ever come. It means when you have family battling over health, over heartache, maybe even over rebellion, and you don't know what you will hear next, it means you still have hope in the Lord. 
And it's not a fearful hope. It's not a doubting hope. It's not a hopeful hope. It's not a hope so hope. But it's a hope based and rooted in Almighty God. Amen. It's a hope based and rooted in the perfect Word of God. It's based and rooted in the one that they called El Shaddai, the mighty God. It's based and rooted in Elohim, the creator of all things. It's based and rooted in Jehovah Nissi, our banner and our protector. And Yahweh, the self-existent one. Let me ask you, what need can God not meet? Anybody have a need this morning? You be honest and say, yeah, I need something. I need something. I need money. Anybody got any? <laughs> Anybody? Come on now. Be honest with you. Everybody in here. Do you really you think I got a need right now? Even if it's just I'm hungry right now and I need to go eat. What need can he not meet? You say, well, I just don't feel like he is. Now, now, now wait a minute. You walked in here and you were healthy enough to get in here. And most of you don't look like you missed a whole lot of meals. Amen. And the truth is, we got here somehow today, and we're in a pretty nice place for the moment. So even at the worst, whatever's horrible going on in our life, God must be pretty good to us. And even if we don't like the situation in our nation right now, we're still better off than a whole lot of people. I, I, I really wish everybody in America could just take for a few days, go, go to Africa with me, and just walk down to one of those villages, and when you'd come back, you'd kiss the ground when you'd arrive back. Isn't it right, Cole? What those people do? My son-in-law called and my daughter did, 3 o'clock in the morning. Their time is 3 o'clock in the morning, and he was, somehow they got in touch with him from the village, and he, the car was pretty much broken down, so they was asking prayer that, because they needed an ambulance in the village. Well, there's no such thing as an ambulance. He is the ambulance, and, and the car's not really running, and so, and you got to go at nighttime down the side of a mountain, and I'm telling you, I, I just, when I go there, I say, look, y'all, we're going to hike. Man, because I'm not, you know, I'm not driving down that thing. I'm not going. We're the very first time we drove down it, we started back up, and it was just drizzling rain. And we hit some old slick rocks and started sliding back, and we were going right toward the edge. Yeah, don't even laugh about it. This brave man right here, I jumped out. I said, y'all stay here if you want to, man. I'm out of this car. Had all kinds of people packed in the back of the thing. They couldn't get out, but I was at the door. Hey, it's God's providence. He made it so I could get out. And I jumped out. That thing slid right down back to the, to the edge, and about seven of us were behind that thing trying to push it, and it's pushing us toward the edge. After that, I said, look, you know what? I ain't driving down there. I'll walk. If I pass out and die, I'll still walk. Because if I'm going to die, I'm going to die on solid ground. <laughs> what need can he not meet? Mike took off at 3 o'clock in the morning. He gets there. I, I, they finally, we found out, you know, six hours later, 
he got this lady, they got nine children, they got saved recently, uh, just, just, they live in little, you know, mud huts and stuff, and just, just really sweet people, incredible people, but she had a, a blockage in her stomach, and, and he got her to the hospital, and they did, a, actually took her to one of the bigger hospitals quite a ways away, that they could at least do some kind of surgery, and they did surgery on her to, to, to and saved her life. Now, we just call an ambulance, they come run, get us, and take us over there. We just go get some medicine, but th that's not the way it is. We ought to be happy. God has been good to us, and what need can he not meet? I don't care what your situation is. Listen to what this is. It, you might have heard this one before, Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Now, wait a minute. Do you understand what he's saying? God says, I will supply, first of all, all your need. Not some of it, all of it. And you know how he's going to do it? You know how he can do it? But by his riches in glory. And wait a minute. If that's not enough, he's going to do it by his riches in glory and by Christ Jesus. And what can Jesus do? He's truly all you need. What prayer can he not answer? Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, neither is his ear heavy that he cannot hear. Let me tell you how important it is for us to be in the Word of God. And I, I looked and thought about this because I was going to present this Bible stick situation today, but it's important that we understand our hope is in the Word and how important it is for our troops to have the Word of God. During the Second War, World War, the U.S. Army was forced to retreat from the Philippines. Some of their soldiers were left behind and became prisoners of the Japanese. The men called themselves ghosts, souls unseen by their nation. And on the infamous Bataan uh, death march, they were forced to walk over 70 miles knowing that those who were slow or weak would be bayoneted by their captors or die from dysentery and lack of water. Those who made it through the march spent the next three years in a prisoner of war camp. By early 1945, 513 men were still alive at the prison camp. But they were giving up hope. The U.S. Army was on its way back, but the POWs had heard the frightening news that prisoners were being executed as the Japanese retreated from the advancing U.S. Army. Their wavering hope was, however, met by one of the most magnificent rescues of wartime history. In an astonishing feat, 120 U.S. Army soldiers and 200 Filipino guerrillas outflanked 8,000 Japanese soldiers to rescue the POWs. And I've been to the Philippines, and I've been there and seen the grave markers. So many of our men that were killed in those prison camps. And can I tell you, even to today, the people of the Philippines, they still love America for what America did to free them. And America, truly, if you understand what they did, we love them for the way they fought with us. But these Filipino uh, 
the guerrillas and uh, they outflanked 8,000 Japanese soldiers to rescue the POWs. Alvy Robbins was one of the rescuers. He described how he found a prisoner muttering in the darkened corner of his barracks, tears running down his face. And all he kept saying is, I thought we'd been forgotten. I thought we'd been forgotten. And Robbins, Alvy Robbins, said to this man, no, you're not forgotten. You're your heroes, and we've come for you. As I thought often in life, we start to give up hope, to feel that God has forgotten us, and that's really what happens. We start thinking, God, don't you know my situation? Lord, I, I'm not making anything, and I used to make this, and I'm not making anything, or I can't find a job, or I We get abandoned and we're dark and, and often in life we can start to give up hope and feel that God has forgotten us and abandoned us to the dark and hurtful experiences. But the cross of Christ reminds us you're not forgotten. And the resurrection gives us the assurance that someday we too will see our rescuer face to face and be liberated from the distresses of this life. When he returns, we too will hear him say, I've come for you. Now the truth is, he's going to come for us. There's no doubt. But until that day, he still promised to supply all of our need. And Jesus Christ is all our need. So my question this morning is, do you have hope? My little girl lost her husband to cancer, and she said, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. She found that the truth of the Word of God gives a rejoicing hope. Not just an enduring hope, but a rejoicing hope. Faith and hope work hand in hand. Hope focuses on the future. Faith focuses on the now. My question is, do you want that kind of hope? Only a Christian can know that kind of hope. If you're not a Christian, you can't know that absolute hope, the hope that God talks about. You live in life with a hope so hope. Man, I sure hope it turns out right. I sure hope I go to heaven when I die. I sure hope that somehow we can pay the bills. I sure hope we get this done. No, but a Christian, through the promises of the Word of God, should say, I know because my hope is in God. My hope is in the Lord. You see, only a Christian can know that kind of hope, but even the Christian must find that kind of hope in assurance, in the assurance found in knowing and believing the promises of God. There's an old African proverb that says, however long the night, the dawn will break. However long the night, the dawn will break. And can, can I, I just challenge you and I beg you, this morning, if you're not saved, and many of you are just regular folks, but if you're not saved, don't know for sure you're going to heaven, this is, 
This is where you find real hope. You find it when you sincerely trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. When you trust Him 100%. But if you're here and you're saved and you're going through issues of life, you're going through where it just seems like I can't see how this is going to turn out and it's frustrating me and it's wearying me and it's pulling me down. Can I just ask you right now, can you just say, wait a minute, even though I can't see the end, I know that God is in control of the journey I'm on. And he's going to take care of us. And can I just tell you, if you'll do that, you'll get a little bit older. And one day you'll look back and say, what was I worried about? I look back and God had this all worked out all along. Matter of fact, it turned out so much better than it would have turned out if I had forced the issue the way I wanted it to be. Would you hope in the Lord? Father, I pray that you bless Lord Jesus.